Chemist Warehouse is the real house of fragrance and uh, a man who I'm sure has a fair collection of fragrances in his uh, in his bag when it comes to the dressing room is Baz McCullough. He's got his own cologne. He's got his own cologne, yeah. Uh, wear it mm. like Baz. What's it called now? It's called, uh, not, uh, it's, it's just called Baz. Oda Baz. Um, Oda Baz, yeah. Oda Baz. B-O. <laughs> B.O. Baz. <laughs> Bezza! How are you, bud? Oh, oh you two talk some shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that oh, time of the year, mate. mate. That time of the year. There's plenty going on. We're into the Christmas swing of things, mate, but we don't have a gig like you, so we're having a grind away. But, mate, how you been? Good. Real good, bro. Yeah, yeah. Just, um... Well, I've been, been back for a little while. I went over, had to shoot over to Abu Dhabi. We've got, we had a training camp over there where we're sort of trying to get the boys away from the uh, the English winter and get some sun on their backs, particularly the the injured guys. Um, so I managed to get a bit of training in the morning, a little bit of golf in the afternoon. Um, so that was quite <laughs> nice sort of for, for a couple of weeks and picked some young spinners from the Lions, which is our sort of like England A setup. Um, where obviously yep. we're, we're touring in India next, which is going to be a tough tour. So we sort of wanted to do things differently, and we managed to get out and, and see some of those young spinners, and we picked uh, we picked a couple of them. So yeah, pretty happy, mate. Otherwise, all good. Bit of golf, bit of racing, mm. bit of family time. Trying not to get too fat. You know, doing all those things. Yeah, nice, nice, Baz. <laughs> it sounds like you keep them busy, mate. I, I was reading up actually about yeah some of your selections for your your spinners uh, for this uh, tour of India. You're gonna, you've called up to the England Test team, and it got me thinking. You know, we've been talking about uh, the the Black Caps being in Bangladesh, and you know some of our batsmen struggling. We keen to get your thoughts on this. We often see, as you've done, pick bowlers for the conditions. Why don't we see more picking batsmen for the conditions? If you've got a guy you know who can't play spin or doesn't go well in those conditions, even if he's great on a green top, why take him? Yeah, I guess that's always the dilemma, right? Like you sort of, whenever you're looking at select teams, you're looking at the players, um, looking at their strengths rather than looking at their weaknesses, looking at their, their best game rather than their worst game. Um, so you sort of, you've always got that hope that players will be able to transition from one set of uh, conditions to another and still be able to succeed. But sometimes there is, a line you got to draw and you just say, look, we think this player is better in these conditions than, than perhaps that player, and, and you got to take a punt. I think sometimes with selection, and well, we're never going to get it right every time, right? I think mm. sometimes um, we put too much weight behind numbers, um, particularly in cricket, uh, like uh, for us, it's county cricket, but for, you know, here in New Zealand, it's, it's obviously mm. um, the four-day competition. <clears throat> you know, we sometimes we put a little bit too much emphasis on those numbers, and We've got to work out exactly the the type of player you want, where they fit amongst your side, how the how the captain's going to use them, and the conditions that you presented with them. And ultimately, sometimes you've got to take a bit of a punt, um, and, uh, and that's what we've done in the circumstance. And, and New Zealand's done that in the past too, to, to their credit. You think AJ Patel and Will Somerville and, and the like um, have played percent have played in, in subcontinent conditions before altogether. And you know, I'd say they're, they're reasonably malleable and. They might not have got it fully right in in, uh, in Bangladesh, but they also you know walked away with a serious draw as well. What do, what do we expect? Or what can you tell us about these these newcomers to the to the Test uh, squad? You got Shay Bashir, Tom Hartley, Gus Atkinson, mate. And what what are they going to bring to the outfit? Uh, well, firstly, Gus Atkinson. He's been around a little while. He bowls uh, high pace. Um, we've picked two high pace bowlers in our squad. We've only picked four seamers because the conditions we're expecting him. 
uh, India are going to be very spin friendly. So, um, so we've picked uh, Gus Atkinson and also Mark Wood to fill that role for us to go alongside Jimmy Anderson and Ollie Robinson who are the more sort of crafty seamers. Um, so Gus is exciting. Um, and then we've gone for the spinners. Uh, Rayan Ahmed, who was a real punt for us last year, raised a few eyebrows when we picked this young 19-year-old kid to come to Pakistan. Mm. And um, he'd only played about three first-class games at the time. And look, he's a player who we saw some upside in, we saw some potential in, and felt that getting him into the environment under the, under the captaincy of Ben Stokes, who seems to find ways to get the best out of people. Um, we were able to to bring him in, and, and he's now a lock in our side when we go on subcontinent tours. We took five from debut, and he looked every inch of an international cricketer and, and um, potentially a very good one moving forward. So he's in our side. We've got Jack Leach, who operates normally for us with the spin, and then we add these two mm. younger spinners who have been on our radar for a little while. Well, Tom Hartley's been on our radar for a little while. Mm. He's I think he's six foot six foot three or six foot four. He bowls left arm spin, fires it into the wicket, which is what you'll need in conditions like that. He'll challenge the stumps, get a little bit more extra variable bounce at times. And he bats nicely too in low scoring affairs. You never know, that could be a quick 20 or 30 down the order. could be just the recipe. And then we've got um, Shah Bashir, who a year ago was playing second 11 cricket. He's played roughly four first-class <laughs> games. He hasn't set the world on fire. Um, but there's just something about him. You know when you see people, and you would have seen mm. it, I'm sure, Ricardo, you've seen, you've seen sports people or even just you know, in any walk of life, you see someone who's just got something a little bit different. Um, and he's no, by no means the finished article, but he's six foot four. He bowls off spin. He gets a nice, nice flight and drift on the ball, and he gives it a good rip, and he accommodates the rest of our lineup really well. So we're excited for him. He's more going for experience more than anything, but we won't be afraid to play him if we think the conditions will suit to. Just on conditions, Baz, you've got five test series over in India. There's been a lot of talk about the spin conditions, Ashwin, Dadeja, very quality spin bowlers. Does does, do you change your approach? Like, and I was reading Michael Vaughan's comments saying, look, baseball's going to be difficult over in India. How do you approach this series, knowing, knowing that they're a very difficult outfit over there? Well, that's right. It's the hardest challenge in modern-day cricket, to be honest. Like, the Ashes is huge mm. because of the, the spotlight and the media presence and the, the fan following and, and the sheer weight of eyeballs on it. But in terms of pure cricket, um, challenge to, to go to India and to play in those conditions, particularly the, the venues we're playing, which are not the more traditional venues you see, the more sort of um, the, the, the outskirts of India, um, if you could say that. Um, so they're going to be really challenging. And so for us, it's not about... Um, like we, we've got to be malleable. We've got to be prepared to adapt to what we're going to get and to try and do yeah. things differently because, I mean, the... Not many teams have been there before and been successful, so why would you try and be too steadfast in, in that belief? We're going to have to be malleable, hence the squad we've picked. If anything, it's a it's a tip of the cap to India as well because we've almost tried to replicate their bowling lineup with the players that we have, albeit without the, the weight of numbers behind them. So that's from a bowling point of view. We'll still be looking to try and take wickets. That's the, the skipper's mantra. Um, we'll still chase the ball hard in the outfield regardless of what the game situation is. And with bat in hand, I think we've got to be brave at times. There'll be times when we've got to suck pressure up, no doubt. Um, but in those conditions, you can't sit there and wait for very good players to bowl bad deliveries because it just doesn't happen. You've got to go out there and make it. You've got to go and get it yourself. And um, and that's yeah. what we'll be endeavouring to do. So we'll see where we land. But it's, it's exciting. And 
it's a great challenge for us. Yeah, mate, uh, very, very much so. You mentioned the Ashes. Um, uh, what do you make of what's going on with Aussie cricket at the moment? You know, Mitch Johnson getting stuck in a uh, Davy Warner and things, and Kerry O'Keefe saying that the <laughs> Aussie public have fallen out of love with cricket. I, I did propose that maybe that's because their, their players are all pork chops and none of the public like them. What do you reckon? What's going on over there? <laughs> you say you say that not me, okay? I suppose, mate. Let's get that on. Let's get that on record first and foremost. Uh, look, uh, to be honest, I haven't followed a, a great deal of it. Uh, obviously, we had a series recently um, in the Ashes yeah. system, which had a lot of exposure, um, had a a lot of eyeballs, and and it was a series which I think both teams will will go down. Uh, we'll, we'll say that it will go down as one of the great series because it ebbed and flowed the entire way. Um, I know a lot of the Aussie guys. Um, obviously, Andrew McDonald, the coach, Dan Vittori, the assistant coach, and Pat Cummins I've worked with as well. There's some there's some good blokes in there, you know, um, and there's some, obviously, what they've achieved um, in the last couple of years as well um, has been really good. Um, so, you know, I've got a lot of respect for them as, as cricketers and, and a few of them as blokes as well, and I don't know what... Uh, what all the wash up is over there, but we all love seeing a bit of a stouse amongst amongst the Aussies, don't we? Not wrong. I'll Not call wrong. you after. I'll call you after. I'll get the real answer. <laughs> <laughs> all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, just just quickly, Joffre Archer. Um, has he been a naughty boy? Is he still in the in the in the, in the on the radar? When are we going to see Joffre Archer back out there? Oh, he's definitely on the radar. He's been carefully managed um, at the moment. So. <laughs> Look, I guess there's, there's two elements to it, right? Like, Joffrey's gone and played a club game on the weekend and, and you sit there and go, oh, no, you know, you're trying to manage him back to, to ensure he has a long, successful career and we've got to forego the, the coming months and we'll carefully manage this kind of program. And then there's a the kind of rogue in me as well, which goes, you know, well, how cool is it? At least he's just, he loves the game. <laughs> like, he just wants yeah. to go and have a jam with his mates down on a, you know, down at his local club game, have a bit of a crack. And just the joy of playing cricket. So I mean, where do you, where do you sit on it? In the end, it's sort of. I think, I kind of, yeah. I, I, it would have been, it would have been cool to obviously to have uh, chatted about it. But at the same time, I, I kind of love it because it sort of means to me that he's still got that real passion and connection to the game and and what the simplest form of it, which is literally having a bit of crack with your mates and, and trying to have a good time and, and enjoy yourself and let your skills come out. So, yeah. I don't know, but uh, you know, I, well, I think the world game I love is it better see. when Joff's back. I love it how you see both sides of the, the picture. Like, he could have been out there getting absolutely smashed out in town and doing something silly, but he just wanted to play a game of cricket, and you, you have to have to applaud that. And hopefully we can see him back out there soon. And just on Stokes, the horse Stokes, got its maiden, mate. Well, what's the plan for, for the stable that is Baz McCullum? Well... Stokes is uh, he's had a little bit of a spell. We're talking the horse, um, a little yeah. bit of a spell, a little bit of a freshen up. He's back in work now. I think he's going to trial mid January, and then there's a couple of nice sort of mile, mile and quarter races. Which, um, which now that uh, Entain's come on board, there's some decent prize money floating around New Zealand. So some opportunities for him if he's good enough. Um, but it was, it was pretty awesome for him to clear his maiden. He deserved it, and, and we had a great thrill. That night, I can tell you. Yeah, I bet you did, because that's been a, a wee while but to see that coming, Bez. Uh, Stokes has, it has showed so much potential from a good age, a young age, well, a young career in racing, and to finally get that done, mate. Uh, are you chasing the crack of millions, are you? 
Uh, not with him, no, not with him. But I have got a couple of nice young ones which are in Graham Richardson's stable, which uh, we bought last year at Crack, which I think have got a bit of a chance of sort of lining up on those types of races. Uh, we'll see. I mean, when you when you buy these young horses, you got to give them the time, right? And the horses tell you when they're ready. A little bit like athletes. Um, so you got to be <laughs> a little bit sort of you got to be a bit patient with them. But I think we've got some nice horses, and and they'll they'll have every chance. So let's see. We'll. Um, We'll find out in the next little while, but uh, you know what I'm like is I love the racing game. It's a costly old game, but um, you know it's uh, it's a hell of a time as well, and and the thrill of owning good horses is up there, right? It is, and you've owned a couple of good ones. You've had the the Flipper Eight, which uh, was retired not so long ago, mate. That would have been a thrill. Yeah, mate, it's actually really cool. I'm looking out the window now, and I can see in the front paddock you've got um, you've got Tiptronic Group One winner. Defibrillate Group 1 winner. Between them, they earn uh, $2 million roughly in prize money, and they're now both retired, and they're, they're living their days out in my, uh, one of my paddocks, or in all my paddocks, and when our young horses come back, they uh, put them in with, with those old-timers, old and they, they look after them and educate them. So it's pretty cool, you know? All those, all those stories about racing, um, it's a pretty cool one to see these old boys seeing their days out here. Yeah, so good, so good, mate. Uh, put 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 them out, uh, and uh, and they can enjoy some countryside on uh, Casa de McCullum. And we did have a question come through on the text machine, mate, asking if you'd ever consider coaching the Black Caps, and if so, what format would you like to coach in? Uh, look, I'm pretty content doing what I'm doing at the moment. Um, obviously, you never say never with anything in, in life, right? Um, but look, I think they're, they're on their journey at the moment. I'm, I'm sort of on my path with England. And, and if those paths sort of marry up at some stage, then then cool. If not, then, then that's cool too. So, you know, I just I love being involved in the game and I love being able to help people, you know. so There is um, no chance. It's a real, because It's a real treat to, and, and, and humbling to be in the position to be able to that we're in at the minute. There is no chance because he's got control of how much golf he plays in England. Over here, when he's in his own backyard, there is no chance. He'll be, it won't be the same gig as he has over in England, Bears. Appreciate you coming on, brother. Good to catch up and chat. All right, boys. Good luck. Enjoy. Cheers, mate. Have a great Christmas. Thanks, Thanks for coming on. Bears McCullum there with us. Uh, Chemist Warehouse is the home of big brand vitamins at the lowest prices every day.